right now, the world couldn't be more chaotic. History shows us what gold does when the world goes crazy. It goes up in value. Right now, we're in unprecedented times. The pandemic, the war in Ukraine, the devaluation of the U.S. dollar. Gold and other precious metals are a defense measure against the hyperinflation that's happening right now. So what can you do to protect yourself? This is what you do. Call my friend, Alan Johnson, at United Gold Group. He's dedicated to helping people secure their retirement income. He'll help you with gold, silver, and other precious metals and show you how to set up your own self-directed IRA. Safe and secure, United Gold Group makes gold ownership easy and affordable. There couldn't be a better time. Call now and get a Silver American Eagle proof set with a qualified IRA. Call 800-753-8534. Again, that's 800-753-8534 or visit unitedgoldgroup.com. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers call tonight 503-225-0860. It's 503-225-0860. We had a great weekend. It's been blustery here in the great Northwest. But, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way because that's what falls about, right? Leaves blowing around. And I always say that when the stuff is blowing outside and I'm in bed, I'm thinking I'm in bed all cozy and I don't need to worry about anything outside. That's what it's been like for the past weekend, I guess. Been out and about a little bit, had a little bit of a get together and aftermath. It was a lot of fun talking to the listeners. And hey, you can be a part of that too if you just subscribe to aftermath.media. All premium listeners get to get involved with the chat. In fact, we're getting ready to do a special chat with uh, Gerald Casali of Devo. He's going to be appearing in the Aftermath chat or the Aftermath Zoom meetings that we have. Hang out with us and talk. So we'll give you the date on that. So for you Devo fans, you can hang out with us and uh, and Gerald V of Devo. That's coming up soon. We'll tell you when. Just stay tuned for that. You know, today was one of those days where I got back into the office and I was talking, we're, we're making plans for Thanksgiving. I mean, we got to be able to pull together, you know, staff that can work and we got to put together shows because we want to take the day off. We want to be with our families, right? But there are other things too, like for example, Thanksgiving celebrations for the staff and, and uh, you know, I was asking, so when do you want to have your little company get together and stuff? Because I like to, you know, have a little bit of a Thanksgiving meal with, you know, Ron and Wes and Levi. I think it'd be, you know, it's great because you just get to hang around and, and you get to, you think about, you know, some of the good things about the show and what we do. And I know with Thanksgiving on the way, there are a lot of you that are planning your Thanksgiving meal. And I, I, I know it takes a lot of time. It takes a lot of money now, a bit of chemistry because, well, the kitchen becomes your own chemistry set. It becomes a, a lab where every chemical and spice has to be perfect or the turkey ends up dry and the potatoes and gravy taste like wallpaper paste. So you, you got to spend some care. Mothers who prepare the Thanksgiving meal, you got to give them some gratitude for that because they get up early in the morning, they put the turkey in the oven, and they have everything ready to go. And that's 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 something that, uh, you know, I've tried making Thanksgiving meals. They're difficult to make. I usually end up just making the potatoes and the gravy. I'm good at that. I'm also good at my own special yams recipe with no marshmallows. So, but, uh, 
you're probably aware, though, that Thanksgiving is unique in North America. Because I know when I was in South America living there, they didn't know what it was. In fact, we had to convince the small town we were living in called Luhan to have a Thanksgiving celebration where we all had boneless chicken that was cooked in a bakery. We had uh, breads and we had stuffing. We had all this stuff. And nobody knew what that was. And it was to give thanks for all we had. And we had a special meal in the small town of Luhan. And there was a priest that officiated and a Mormon bishop that officiated. It was really nice. And, but... You know, like I said, it's unique to North America in a sense that Canada has their Thanksgiving. I think they have it around Columbus Day. And if you were to look up your history, you'd learn that today's Thanksgiving, uh, the meal we have at Thanksgiving, is more modern than what the pilgrims first had. I, I guess that's a given. That's a duh, right? Oh, it's more modern, Clyde, duh. Well, for most Americans, the traditional Thanksgiving feast includes turkey, cranberry sauce, sweet potatoes. Uh, pumpkin pie, green bean casserole, you know, with the little onions on top. We, I don't know if you eat that, but somebody told me it's tradition, so we make it every year. I don't know why. At my house, it was cream corn. When I was growing up, we had cream corn. And I thought I was the only house that had cream corn, but no, nope, I went to several other houses. Cream corn. Cream corn and that silly green bean casserole. So, and, and the meal, what? You put all that time and effort in the meal. The meal lasts, what, an hour? Two hours, maybe. There's a little bit of picking in the fridge afterwards. But many of the foods we associate with a traditional Thanksgiving dinner, I guess it, it, it you know, it, it stands to reason that none of the, well, some of those foods weren't exactly available for the first feast, the first Thanksgiving. And what takes just an hour or two for us to consume here in the States in this modern era, it took two or three days for the pilgrims to eat that much food. Now, I was going over the list of the foods they had back in the early days. They had turkeys, but they were wild turkeys. They weren't domestic, and so if they got a turkey, they were lucky. So what they did is they just had certain fowl, like pheasant and uh, and I think duck, goose maybe. Uh, it was mostly waterfowl, not turkey. And then there was also venison. And the thing about venison was I was reading that it was unique. They had never had venison before. And so they had tried venison and they loved venison. I know a lot of people that love venison. I liked venison when I was a kid, but then I just got tired of it because my dad would go deer hunting. I go deer hunting with my dad. And then there was one time we went and we didn't, we just didn't go and go anymore. I just don't know why, but we just didn't have venison anymore in our fridge. Uh, so they had venison. They ate chestnuts, some shellfish. And then they made this porridge from corn and they would sweeten this. It'd be kind of like the consistency of grits or the consistency of cream of wheat. And then they would uh, sweeten it up with molasses and then they'd have wild fruits as well. So um, the small birds that they prepared, they were spit roasted and large birds were, well, like a turkey. If they got a turkey, they'd boil it first and then they would spit roast it over a fire. So they could have that fiery flavor to it. And then if it was stuffed at all, experts say it would be stuffed with onions and herbs and shelled chestnuts, not bread, because of course, bread products were scarce. They didn't have much bread when they first came over here from, from uh, England. So the early corn was known as Flint corn. And when we were kids, we used to call it Indian corn, but the real name of it is Flint corn because it, it was raised by the Indians. It was roasted. It wasn't sweet. 
It wasn't popping corn, but it was hard. That's why they called it flint corn, because it was hard. It was a variant of maize. Uh, it's the same species as common corn, but the kernels were different colors. And they were on the same cob. And so that's that decorative corn you see all the time. But they would eat that. And so they said uh, it had a soft inside, but it had a hard outside. And so they said it was like it was as hard as flint. So you'd have to bite through the hard shell to get to the soft area of the, of the corn. So, I mean, there's so many different things from stewed pumpkin to uh, onions boiled with raisin, sugar, eggs, and vinegar. Spinach was there too. It was boiled, drained, served with currants, butter, sugar, and vinegar. I mean, a few things just to let you know about what the first pilgrims ate. 503-225-0860. That's 503-225-0860. I'm Clegg Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero, and we'll be back. You just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, Sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.